0: New Year's hangover, bonds in retreat, and an earnings preview. Here we go. It's Annex Wealth Management and Money Talk. Glad you were here in the next hour. Just a sample. Just a sample of what we do, but I think it's pretty good. Um, what do we do for Annex and business? We do quite a bit, and we're going to talk about that. Ask Annex is coming up. So is Tom Parks with 401k expectations because the year-end rally made everybody's 401k Go up. And we all thought we were geniuses. So he's going to talk about managing expectations. I'm Danny Clayton. In the studio, Dr. Brian Jacobson, our chief economist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey. It's great to be here. What's up, Dave? Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management.
1: Well, I think that Brian wants to put a bow on last year's rally, and of course, talk about what was good and what was not so good, and what boys were good and what boys were not so good.
2: Yeah, you know, last year the rally really was very narrow at the beginning, and then it began to widen towards the end. And when we were approaching around, uh, you know, Christmas time, people were getting a little excited about the prospects of a Santa Claus rally. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know. The Santa Claus rally is typically thought of as the last five trading days of one year and then the first two of the next. And just historically, the market has been up 1.6%-ish during that period of time, but that's on average. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of dispersion around that. Sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up a lot more. And so when coming out of the Fed meeting that was in the middle of the month, the market began to rally. People thought, oh. This can really continue, and we can continue the party. But so far, it kind of feels like it's been a little bit of a lump of coal. A lump of
1: coal, and a bit, maybe perhaps a bit of a hangover.
2: (laughs) Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Maybe we pre-partied a little bit too much, and so now we have that New Year's hangover, so you have to make sure you stay hydrated and take your ibuprofen. Uh, But uh, the market ended up down, based on the S&P 500, about 1% during that last five days and first two of 2024. So Santa Claus, unfortunately, did not deliver so far.
1: Yeah, but let's talk about what was really good. And that, of course, was a great
2: year in many of the indices in 2023. It really was. When we look at, say, the NASDAQ. So that is one of the many indicators, tends to be more technology focused. That was up you know 45% for the full year. And interestingly, the flip that we saw during this Santa Claus non-rally mm-hmm. is that tech was leading the way down. We had
1: a but, few- but, but let's just say that this Magnificent Seven, right, of the 500, the big seven which was Alphabet, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, those companies really were part of the rally. So yeah, mm-hmm. they're giving some of that back is what we did yeah. see. Yeah,
2: and giving a small part of it back, which is, I think, somewhat painful for people who went in and maybe tried to chase right. last year's winners. And that is one of, the, I think, cautionary tales is just because they did really well all of last year, all of a sudden, if you jumped in at, let's say, mid-December or around Christmas time, Uh, you suddenly experienced, I think, just this past week, technology was down about 4%, so a rather significant decline.
1: So we go into 2024 hoping for some successes in places that we did see rallies in, which, of course, were the other 493 stocks and bonds. Bonds did pretty well last
2: year. They did, yeah. It really seemed a bit treacherous. If you think of the July to October period, it looked like we were going to have like another lost year for bonds after, a miserable 2021 2022 things were kind of choppy but staying positive until we got to around the end of july beginning of august and that is when you saw the 10-year treasury nearly get to five percent thankfully it came back down now we're experiencing some choppiness so year to date we've seen a big swing in yields but on our investment committee the way we're talking about it is that bonds can aren't boring, but they can be very beneficial still in a portfolio, especially with that coupon income. And it's not a much only better that, coupon now.
1: And not only that, Brian, of course we have interest rates expected to go down throughout 24, and perhaps even into 25. So to wrap this all up, if you will, you know, we're talking about a reporting season that starts here in just a week or so, and the comparisons are pretty easy.
2: Yeah, it really is. You know, if you think about, we not we did not have an economic recession. But we did have a couple like earnings recessions, right. down quarters for corporate earnings. It makes the year-on-year comparisons a little bit easier. And when we're going into earnings season, which really starts this upcoming Friday with the big banks reporting, expectations are fairly modest. Uh, so it, actually, I was reading a report from FactSet, and it said that over the last few months, people have lowered their expectations by about 7 to 8% for earnings. So a lot of people have lowered the bar that these companies need to clear in order to beat expectations. So
1: as we set up 2024, lots to do, Danny, and of course, that really means that we need to look at your portfolio and understand what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it.
0: That's right. You know, that one commercial says, what's in your wallet? Now, we want to go a little bit deeper. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee, investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. Fresh start in 2024. How about it? Still to come. What can Annex do for your business? A lot also ask annex on the way questions about 529s choice between Roth and traditional 401ks and dividend and growth stocks this is money talk the annex wealth management show first weekend of January we're gonna be right back on 92.5 Fox News Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Every day, market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sign up for the Axiom, our free weekly newsletter. Let's talk about social media. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube with a great YouTube channel. All Annex Wealth Management produced videos. New this week, misleading advice from social media. So... TikTok, we're looking at you. Net Unrealized Appreciation. Graphonomics 8 from our buddy, Brian Jacobson. How the U.S. has avoided a recession. And then estate planning rules. And we just keep pouring more and more fresh content in. Also, brand new at AnnexWealth.com. Annex Resources and Research. It's Annex R&R. Dave, you hear R&R, you might think uh, rock and roll or rest and relaxation, (laughs) but this is resources and research. And people might, do they ask you, why are you giving this away?
1: Well, you know, we do think about it. And obviously, you know, I'm a big big fan. By the way, I see that the Rolling Stones are coming back and they're going to be touring this summer. Uh, But why do we give it away? Because of the fact that we believe an educated investor is an empowered investor. And that really not only helps us, but it helps you as well.
0: Excellent. Again, that's at AnnexWealth.com. I'm Danny Clayton, Dr. Brian Jacobson in the studio, Chief Economist. Dave Spano is our President and CEO.
1: Yeah, thanks, Danny. And of course, you know, this, we're setting up a lot of big stories in 2024. I remember back, and I'm old enough to remember, that they had used to have these pins that said win, which meant whip inflation. Now that goes all the way back to Ford. And it looks like perhaps... The Fed may have had under control. We'll have to see. But that'll be a story as we go into 2024 and how many rate reductions there'll be in 2024.
2: That is one of the biggest struggles right now, I think, with investors between the Fed and the market. The market has been pricing in a rather aggressive path of rate cuts, whereas the Fed has come out and said that they're projecting maybe three cuts for the upcoming year. I think that one of the key things will be not necessarily how, much they cut, but why? they are cutting. I look back and think about previous periods in which they cut rates, and it's because they had waited for credit spreads to widen. That is, you know, for stress to form in the financial system, for the economy to slow. And as a result, they almost were thinking, oh, we went too far, and now we have to kind of backtrack. Now they might be cutting because they can. Mm -hmm. And it's to keep financial conditions from getting too tight, because we do see inflation on this downtrend, on our Investment Committee, we talk about the outlook for inflation and rate cuts. And one of the things that most people, I think, kind of ignore is how the Fed is doing quantitative tightening. So, they're trying to shrink their balance sheet. And they might want to stop that shrinking of their balance sheet before they start cutting rates. And so this first quarter of the year, we're going to have a January meeting, we're going to have a March meeting, and then April and May, we could see some significant moves by the Fed.
1: Yeah, there's no question. And that will certainly be a story and will be the backdrop for the investments in 2024. But the other story obviously will be the political backdrop. My, my wife went to dinner the other day and she said there was a devout Democrat who who said they weren't going to vote for Biden. There was a devout Republican who said they weren't going to vote for Trump. So uh, it's certainly going to be interesting how this is going to play out, and this will certainly be the story, and it will have an effect on the markets. But generally in a presidential election year, Brian, the markets do respond positively. They
2: do, and I think one way to kind of wrap your head around that is that in an election, in democracy, you give the majority or a plurality of the people what they want. Right? I mean, they vote for this person. And when you give people what they want, that's oftentimes perceived by them as being a good thing. Uh, Also, I think an important dimension here is that we have a very resilient institutional system here in the united states as far as checks and balances just because one person gets into a position of power doesn't mean that they have complete power and authority when we've looked at the data going back to the late 1800s as far as if it's unified government whether democrat Republican, or divided government in some form, Mm -hmm. where maybe somebody in the White House is of a different party than what the composition of the House is, Mm -hmm. sometimes that divided government is a lot better uh, than if it's all unified.
1: And the other thing that's going to happen as well is there's going to be an expiration of some of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. That'll happen in 2025. And when that happens and throughout this year, you really should look at your portfolio and do some tax planning throughout this year.
2: And I think that's a key thing to remember, especially if you are in one of the positions, of say, with municipal bonds. Uh, it could really affect that area as far as the top marginal tax rate, you know, where you are. Uh, corporate rates, those have been pretty much locked in. It's really the individual income tax rates that are set to expire uh, with the tax cuts and jobs act expiration.
0: That's Dr. Brian Jacobson, Chief Economist at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano is our President and CEO. We got these guys for the rest of the show. This show is just a small sample of what we do look at the whole picture head to our website annexwealth.com click that get started button hey if you're a business owner put annex wealth management on your team we're going to talk about annex for business and what it can do for your organization next this is money talk the annex wealth management show on 92.5 fox
3: news losing sleep lately the job the house the headlines or investments how about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com.
0: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Mark Beck is Chief Growth Officer at Annex. Welcome back. Thank you. Annex works with individuals, couples, and families, but there's more. We also work with businesses, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Annex for Business just makes sense. We're built with strong investment planning and tax teams. Same fundamentals can apply to a well-run organization, and you've heard segments featuring our 401k team before. Mark, let's talk about what Annex does for businesses with benefits programs from your perspective as Chief Growth Officer.
4: Well, you know, the benefits is a great way to impact many aspects of the business, areas that we feel like we can really have a positive impact and influence. First of all, you think about it from the perspective of what the business is trying to accomplish with the benefits program, of course, provide a great resource for their employees to be financially secure and build for the future, and then attract and retain that talent as well as part of the business. So multiple components. But to do that, you need an advisor. For that 401k, it's complex. It's not your core business. You want to focus on the things you do really well and let a firm like Annex do that. So we provide either 321 or 338 investment advisory services as the fiduciary, which means we can take those roles and be impactful in ways that can help Put you in a situation where the plan is accomplishing the business's goals and the goals for the employee and then we could take it a few steps beyond that which is into things like employee education for example a great plan but you don't have guidance and advice you're not exactly sure what to do or how to do it well as an employee is about as good as a great cookbook for you and i danny if we have no clue on how to cook
0: you know last couple of years it was all about attracting employees, but also retaining employees because there's so much job hopping. And I think really when you start to dig down beyond just the regular compensation, it's that benefits package which makes people stick around. It certainly has, in my case, over my
4: career, And I think it's about stick around, but then also more deeply engaging, and I think that's where we really start to separate ourselves from other advisory firms that might just be about the X's and O's of the 401k plan, but to get you engaged as an employee as to what are the decisions that you need to make that are going to be impactful over the next decades into your future. We're with Mark Beck, Chief Growth Officer at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about Annex for
0: business. Now, 401k is a big part, but so is Annex Executive. It's an offering from Annex that complements Annex private client. Mark, Noah's Chief Growth Officer, you have a lot of exposure to that type of client with Annex.
4: You know, the business benefits when the executives are focused on what they're doing at work. And one of the ways to support that is to give that level of executive the support that they need in their home personal financial picture we're into an environment where some of that planning becomes more complex. You know, you're looking at things like long-term incentive compensation, which can be impactful on the tax picture, the cash flow picture, you know, deferred compensation benefits, Executive retirement benefits become part of this. So we're looking at the sequencing as we accumulate assets for financial security, but do that in a way where the perceived benefits to the executive are aligned with the benefits that the company wants to provide, which is incentives for growth and focus on the business, financial security, lack of distractions on the home front so the executive can stay focused on the role at work. We do insurance planning for them as well, tax guidance for them as well,
0: investment management for them as well. And again, get rid of those distractions, but really kind of
4: streamline or complement what they have. Right. It's, you know, the organization planning is so important in this space. If you think about the tax impact of long-term incentive compensation and things like acceptable trading windows, you know, and the desire to manage the concentration risk, but all in a situation where the desired incentive is being met from the business's perspective. So, you know, you're really coordinating a lot of different forces. Mark Beck is Chief Growth Officer at Annex Wealth
0: Management. This is a conversation about Annex for Business. We're running a little bit short on time, but foundations and endowments are also under that umbrella. Can you just give it at least just a snapshot of how Annex would assist with that?
4: yeah, foundations, public charities, you know, they tend to have endowment funds. So this is the money that allows the charity to achieve its goals, some of that being short term money, some of it being long term money. So what we're able to do is engage to help with the cash flow planning and the long-term investment planning that supports foundations and endowments and charities. It's a great way for us to be engaged in the causes within our community and to be able to support those and give back. We want you to know
0: about Annex for Business. Want you to know the difference. Our website is Annexwealth.com. You can click that Get Started button and start the Wealth Metric process. You can also read more about Annex for Business. Mark Beck is Chief Growth Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Happy to be here. In a recent study, over one third of millionaires predicted their ability to feel financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe a plan, not a miracle, will help increase your retirement confidence. Our team of experts to work, using leading-edge technology to build a comprehensive plan covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And Annex doesn't have products to push with hidden fees or commissions. There's too much of that already. More planning, less miracles. Build confidence with Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment, an opportunity to meet a real-life client of Annex who we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. It is another Hear the Difference conversation. Let's say hello to Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Hey, Danny. How are you today? Good, thanks. Hey, at the top, let's get some business out of the way, some quick questions. You are a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. That's correct. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. That's correct. Complete transparency, ladies and gentlemen. I met Garrett doing what we call "punishment." How would you describe what it is that we do? It something that makes no sense to most people.
5: Well, Danny, we like to go rucking, which is essentially walking around with 40-pound backpacks on our backs for between three and six miles. And we also do this at 5 o'clock in the morning, three days a week. Then after that, we lift heavy things like sandbags to try to maintain some strength. Essentially, I was really just looked at it as training for uh, life.
0: There you go. And that's why we call it punishment. So in the course of our rucks and our various workouts, the conversation is all over the place. You and I are about the same age and retirement, I'm sure must have come up at some point. And plus, Dan Phillips from our crew was part of the gang as well. At the time, you were not that far from actual retirement, were you?
5: Yeah, that's correct, Danny. I think we met about two years ago during our rucks. Our conversations go a lot of different places while we're walking next to each other for two to three hours. And one of those places was retirement. For me at that point, it was about two to three years away from retiring.
0: So at that point, did you have any kind of a plan in place? I'm sure you had investments.
5: Actually, I had lots of plans in place. Uh, (laughs) The problem was that they were really just strictly for my investments. I really hadn't looked at any kind of tax planning. I hadn't looked at any kind of insurance after I left my current job because I'm retired before I hit 65. I had lots of things all over the place, but I didn't have any one person that was helping me to coordinate all those aspects. Through our discussions, I ended up realizing very quickly that I really need to have someone that was way smarter than me about those things, specifically helping me coordinate all the aspects of my retirement.
0: Now, you're a pretty smart guy. you got an engineering background. And I'm going to guess that probably means that you approach things from an engineering type of standpoint.
5: Very much so. I did start putting money away very early. As soon as I got my first job out of school, I started putting money away, and then I took advantage of my employer's 401k plan. So my wife and I have been pretty much saving our entire lives. We developed a pretty good nest egg. The problem that we ran into is as retirement got closer, I realized that there was a lot more to my overall planning than just strictly the investment part of it. If I'm going to take retirement funds, where do I take them from? How much income do I want in a given year? And through our discussions with Deanne on on our rucks, she really helped me kind of understand that Annex was the place to help me with all of those aspects of retirement. What I was really looking for was one place, so I only had to make one phone call if I had a question about whether it was my wife going on to Medicare, whether it was my personal insurance as far as my health insurance, or where my investments were. Trusting the person that was making those decisions for me was absolutely critical to going with Annex.
0: And you went through all the typical steps that everybody does, the portfolio analysis, the meetings with the wealth manager. And when it was right, you became a client of Annex. Was there a moment when you thought, you know what, these people are different?
5: Absolutely. I was actually having a discussion with Deanne about something with regard to rolling my 401k over to Annex and a couple of other questions that I have, And we talked for probably about 20 minutes uh, before I even realized that she was actually on vacation when we had that conversation. Yet she still picked up the phone because that was important to her. And I've never had a group that I worked with before where somebody picked up the phone when they were on vacation because it was an important question that I had. And that really meant a lot to me. As I get a little bit older, I realize that my time is worth something. When you've got a limited amount of time left, uh, you want to make sure that you are taking best advantage of it. I simply didn't have the time to do the research that I really would have needed to do to, to do the things that I've done with Annex. And another thing that was really important to me was to be able to find someone that my wife, Christine, was comfortable with. I've seen too many cases, my mom's case in particular, where something happened to the husband or another partner in the relationship, and in my case, I didn't want Christine to be left not understanding or not knowing where everything was placed and not knowing what to do. I've seen that cause way too much heartache.
0: So you are freshly retired. I would love for you to share the story about the Grand Adventure, and it is a grand adventure.
5: My wife and I are going to be leaving on our 32-foot Nordic Tug, and we're going to be completing a trip that's called the Great Loop. It's about a 6,000-mile trip that we take around the eastern half of the United States. We'll leave the Great Lakes. We'll go over to the Mississippi, then down to the Ohio River, then take the river system down to Mobile, Alabama. Uh, We'll spend the winter down in Florida and the Bahamas. And then in the spring, we'll come back up the East Coast, and we will go up into Canada for the summer. And then we'll spend the summer up into Canada and the Great Lakes. We'll be coming back to our home port.
0: Folks, you're listening to this, so you can't see Garrett, but he's actually in motorcycle gear. You're involved in an organization that does some pretty amazing work with abused children.
5: Working with a group called Guardians of the Children. Uh, We're an organization, we have 46 chapters in 19 states and then we have six chapters in Canada. We work with abused children and their families to try to give them strength and stability throughout their ordeal. We work with the public also to educate them and to recognize and react to child abuse. When a parent or guardian of an abused child approaches us for help, we actually adopt the child into our group and give them their own road vest and their own road name we will escort the family to court and be there for them to provide support for whatever they need as far as help and support when they are in court. We're just really there to be emotional support and to let them know that they're not alone.
0: That's awesome. Garrett, we are glad to be your partner on land, two wheels, and on
5: the water. Thank you. Thank you very much, Danny.
0: Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Every day, market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Let's do Ask Annex in the studio. Fred Coleman, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Danny. And let's say hello to Matt Morris, the investment team manager, also CFP. Hey, Danny. Here we go. The company I work for will match 7% into a Roth IRA or pre-tax 401k. Which would be better?
6: Great question. And this is one of the most common questions that we get. Although, you know, usually it's just a click of a button to change that. Um, It's a very important decision that you'll face. It comes down to tax planning and some we help our clients with all the time. Uh, When you put your money into a pre-tax account, you get the tax deduction and you're able to pull that money out at a later point with it growing tax deferred and you just have to pay taxes on it. So that's a huge benefit. It also allows you to invest a little bit more because you'll have a little bit more on your check from those pre-tax savings. So essentially, you get to choose when you want to pay taxes on it. You're deferring that now, and then at any later point, you say, hey, this is a good time for me to pay taxes on that, up until you're 70 when you're forced to take it out or in your 70s. With Roth, if you follow the rules, the benefit to that is you never pay taxes again on it. Generally speaking, Roth's better for younger individuals, those who are paying less than 20% in their taxes. And if you expect your wages and your taxes to increase over time, it's better to put money into that Roth earlier. Now, if you're paying 30 to 40% in taxes, when we talk about both state as well as federal taxes, then you're paying 30 to 40 cents on every dollar that you put into the broth, and that's quite expensive. In that case, pre tax would likely be the best option.
7: Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity for that person to come on in and sit down with one of our wealth managers here and let our financial planning team create a custom financial plan for them where they can put those numbers in, put in both in traditional and into the Roth and see where they end up later on in life and which one might be a better option for them.
0: Next up on Ask Annex, been saving for our future grandchildren's college fund. In 2022, we started putting money into an I-bond and now have more money to contribute to this college fund. But I'm feeling I-bonds are not the
6: best bet anymore. I don't want to lock money into a 529. So looking for other options when it comes to the investment type, it really depends on your time horizon. If it is a while before you're grandchildren are going to go to college, then more of a stock portfolio is probably going to be better because they're going to have more time to recover if there is a downturn or inevitably there's going to be bear markets over time. I would only use I-bonds or other short-term instruments if the time horizon is within the next few years. There are also other options outside of 529. So the 529, it does give you those tax benefits, but there still are other good options such as UTMA accounts because you can use almost any type of investment that you want in that account. And once your kid reaches the age of majority, the thing to keep in mind about that, they can use the funds for whatever they want and you have no control over it, but they can use it for college if they want. You can open up a brokerage account for yourself and build that into your financial plan. You will have to pay the taxes on that, uh, but it does provide a little bit more flexibility if you don't want to open that 529.
7: Yeah, I think you're hitting a couple of really good points there. One is what kind of control do you want over the money versus how much control do you want to give that future grandchild? In a custodial account, like you said, eventually it's going to become their money and it's they're fully in charge of it. If you have it in a taxable brokerage account yourself, it's fully your money. You're paying the taxes on it again because it's yours. But ultimately, you decide when they get it, how much they get, what the purpose of that's for, and you get to maintain that control. And then on the investing side of it, when I hear future grandchildren's college fund, I'm thinking that that child's not alive yet. And you're going to have a long time horizon because you got 18 years plus whatever until that child's even born before you get to that spot. And how many grandchildren is that going to be? So you really are going to be looking at taking more risk, especially now because that time horizon is so far from now. So something like an I-bond, although they gave awesome interest rates when inflation was high, that's not something that's going to be a a long-term solution for this type of situation. So you do definitely want to look at the stock market as an option there.
2: You'd
0: also like to sit with them and say, what is it about a 529 that you don't like? But that's that's for a deeper conversation. Oh, for sure. sure. Yep. Last question on Ask Annex. With inflation still above the Fed's target of 2%, should I prioritize dividend paying stocks or focus on long term growth potential in broader market investments, even if they might be more volatile in the short term?
7: Yeah, I think when you're looking at the, you know, in terms of what this question is asking is how should your portfolio be allocated? You really want to balance those two things out. Whenever you're constructing a portfolio, you want to balance large stocks versus small stocks. U.S. versus international, growth versus value. These are all things that need to be part of a balanced portfolio because although the maybe the Fed's inflation's coming back down and dividend might seem a little bit more attractive because you might be able to get above what those short-term interest rates might be, you are giving up some of that growth there too. So you really want to balance all of that out. And I would try to stay away from trying to time any of those things. Now, you can make maybe smaller changes within that overall portfolio based on what's happening in the market, but I would really want to try to combine all of that because depending on what the time horizon is and, you know, that we don't know from this question, you don't want to give up that long-term growth just to get a little bit higher yield today.
0: Matt Moore is the investment team manager and a CFP. Thanks. Thank you. Fred Coleman, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks. Thank you. Headline in the Wall Street Journal said, your 401k is up. Don't let it go to your head. What's that mean? Let's talk about it. And we'll do that next. We got the right guy to talk to. That's after a break. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. If the only
8: tool you have is a hammer, everything you fix looks like a nail. Same thing goes for some annuity salesmen. Need help with tax planning? Maybe you need an annuity. Recession coming? Have you tried an annuity? Retirement planning? You get the picture. Sometimes you need more than a one-tool solution. It's time for serious, fee-only fiduciary planning from Annex Wealth Management. Our in-house team of experts will offer you a rigorously tested plan built just for you. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference.
0: No, the difference with Annex Wealth Management with Tom Parks. He is Director of Retirement Plan Services. Hey, Tom. Hey, Danny. Easy to say the humble and lovable 401k was the first exposure to retirement planning by most Americans, right? I would say so, yeah. We've done segments before about 401k millionaires, how it's possible through discipline and fortitude to build a portfolio that is pretty legit. Discipline, fortitude, and time, Danny. Like all investment vehicles, there are cycles. Last couple years has been... Let's just say a little tough, given market volatility. S&P total return in 2022 was minus 18%. Last year, got a little better. Tom and I both devoured a recent story in the Wall Street Journal. And the headline was, your 401k is up. Don't let
8: it go to your head. And we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about it, right? I think this is an important topic because of the, the, all the volatility in the market, emotional swings. This is a good one for sure.
0: There's good news. The average 401k balance at Fidelity Investments was over $107,000 at the end of September, 11% year-over-year increase even before the fourth quarter rally. Here's the bad news, kind of, sort of. With the advances in technology, it's really easy to check your balances often, maybe too often we're going to get to that in a minute tom the first point is is if you got a decent time horizon you got to be patient with markets ups
8: and downs you do have to be patient you know this is where like you're saying danny it's kind of a balance between set it and forget it which you don't want to do with your money but you also don't want to overdo the checking and tweaking and all that stuff so it's so much of our financial behavior really is controlling our emotions, and that's kind of what I think they're trying to get to in this article.
0: Can I admit that I actually do check my 401k, probably the most of all my retirement stuff, mostly because it's like an old friend of mine.
8: Yeah, it's there, and you want to see how it's doing, but as long as you're
0: not tweaking it. Tom Parks is Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex Wealth Management. Recent Wall Street Journal article titled, Your 401k is up, don't let it go to your head. The article goes on to say, and I'm quoting here, neuroscience backs up the idea of overconfidence being a problem increases in dopamine, a brain chemical that likely gets released when you see large
8: returns in your account, can lead to more financial risk-taking. Can't we just celebrate? Well, you see your account value go up. This makes sense to me because then you're like, oh, see, it works. I should do more of this thing that's working. And I think that's kind of the problem they're trying to get in front of. Rather than saying accelerate the risk that you've been taking, I think the idea here is keep going at the rate you're going. Don't do this plus more It goes back to being patient. You got to be patient. Don't try to do anything too crazy.
0: Can we pat ourselves on the back if we continue to invest in our 401k, even when the market was down?
8: Yes, absolutely. Continuing to invest is something as long as you're contributing on an ongoing basis, you should pat yourself on the back for that cuz it's hard. You know, we have lots of competing things in our budget, but if you have that discipline, there are the two things, Danny. There's the input of the money and then there's once the money's in there, what are you doing with the investments? And this is kind of a, you know, we're focusing on what to do with the investments, but don't forget about the contributions. That's for sure.
0: You probably saw this in the article too. It it said Checking your 401K is the feel-good move of the year. There's nothing wrong with that, except if you're doing it too much. Tom, when we sit down with employees at companies where we manage our 401Ks, do we offer
8: guidance on stuff like this? We absolutely do. We talk to people about these things at a high level, and we also are able to sit down with people one-on-one because there are some of these basic principles that are important to keep in mind, kind of what we're talking about here. But then, obviously, each person is different, so the strategy that they're going to employ is different. And some of these principles do change. The closer you get to retirement, you do want to start looking at it a little bit more frequently, a little bit more carefully. So we need to balance that. And thankfully, we got a good team to do that. If it's up or down, is that emotionally taxing? Is it harmful to our net worth? Uh, well, well, those are two separate questions. Yeah, right. Yes, it is emotionally taxing. Danny, up and down is emotionally taxing. So when things go down, obviously, nobody likes that. When things go up, people can get uh, what was it irrational exuberance yeah, you yeah. know so these are the things you got to watch out for but the long term growth on our net worth that's the thing to focus on being patient and looking out over a longer horizon
0: behavioral economists found that investors with long time horizons who followed the market more closely had lower returns likely because they were observing market volatility made them more scared of stocks that's interesting
8: yeah and you can see how this kind of goes both ways so people have a tendency to react to what they saw On their statement. And I think it's important for people to understand what's on your statement. That's done. That already happened. That is not necessarily telling you what's going to happen. Having a plan and a strategy and sticking to it, you know, and there are adjustments along the way within reason, but you don't want to make major changes to your strategy based on what's happening in the market.
0: Is the new year a good time to reassess goals? And does that mean 401k allocations?
8: Yeah, it's a good time to reassess. I think this is kind of the time of year when everyone's doing that early in the year. So it is a good time to do that. Make adjustments if necessary. But maybe it won't be necessary. It's just a question of taking a look at what you got and making sure that you're kind of aware of things and being intentional with your strategy.
0: If you're a company owner, a CFO, or an HR professional, now would be a good time to really bolster that retirement plan. You're open for biz.
8: Absolutely. We're here to help, and there are lots of people looking for help. The expectations from employees on their employer as it pertains to helping prepare for retirement and overall financial wellness. And that's what we do all day long, Danny.
0: Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. We can help your company. Find Tom on LinkedIn. That's Tom Parks or via AnnexWealth.com. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday the 7th. We'll be right back on 92.5 Fox News.
3: Losing sleep lately? The job, the house, the headlines? Or investments? How about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all? They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com.
0: Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management Southwest Florida. We were just comparing notes in the last commercial, and we had okay Christmas and New Year's, right? It was okay. Yeah, it was pretty good, Danny. We're going to talk about Gen X here. We're going to talk about them, and really, it's it's kind of a sobering conversation because there was a recent survey that found that 45% of Gen X have not even started on retirement planning. Got any early theory on that? That's a sobering
9: number folks if you're not at least taking advantage of the 401k and roth putting just squirreling at least 10 15% away you got to start and the sooner you start the better but why danny gosh that those those answers probably you know can be all over the map depending <laughs> on Certain situations,
0: 60% of Gen Xers aren't confident they're going to achieve the dream retirement. 49% of millennials are a little worried. 53% of boomers. Gen X has that bleaker outlook. One of the things that this survey mentioned is there's a cash is king mentality with Gen X. 32% 32% of their retirement assets are in cash. Now, I'm not sure exactly when this survey was done, but with the market volatility in the last year and the interest rates that were high, cash was not a terrible place to park, at least as a temporary investment. But having that much is probably not a great idea. It It, it is not, Danny. You know, if your assets are
9: in cash, you're really kind of losing ground to inflation. Now, I know the Fed says inflation's at this level, but I think our eyes tell us differently when we go to the grocery store and we buy things that we need. You know, that fear of losing money, if you were in the market all of 2022, you saw a pretty wild ride. Some people went to cash, and and you can see the uh, responses when you ask them, hey, it's the coast is clear, it's probably time, we, you, you know, we, we start investing again. And th- they almost look like a cat with their claws out, you're trying to pull them off the drapes. They don't want to wade back into the water and lose some money. But even if if you're not in the market, you're probably losing some buying power to inflation. So at some point, you have to start dipping your toe back in. Well, here's
0: the good news. You got some dry powder. Robert Chastain is wealth manager and branch director at Annex Wealth Management in Southwest Florida. Talking about Gen X and retirement planning, Gen X is particularly worried about Social Security, nearly half, and we're talking 47 percent are concerned Social Security might run out of money before they retire. Robert, do you think this is justified?
9: Well, running out of money, no. Maybe a cutback in benefit or a percentage drop in benefit, that's possible. But here's one idea. Have a plan and let's stress test that plan. Maybe you run your plan with 75 percent of what you think you might get, 50 percent of uh, Social Security that that you might get, 25%, and then none. And so run your own plan with it, with certain what-if scenarios, and then come back and say, should I could I and do I start saving more here, cutting here, and making sure you can still retire at some point in your life. It's a bit of a
0: stereotype, but we have called Gen X the latchkey generation, but it's true. They're, they're independent. They were self-reliant. Do you think that independent spirit influences their approach, maybe positively and negatively?
9: Absolutely, Danny. And I, I think it, it works for them and against them in some cases. If you've always relied on yourself for everything, but you don't have all the background, My advice is for you do what you do best, earn the money in whatever industry you're in, find an expert, build trust with them, and create that plan so that you have confidence in whoever you're working with and that they will get you to the finish line when and how you want
0: to get there. You know what? It's time. There's still like that little glow of early January when you can make those resolutions and maybe this one can stick, right? get a hold of Annex Wealth Management, start that wealth metric process. We'd love to help with investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. And Robert, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary.
9: We do, Danny. And if you want to reach me directly, you can call me at 239-350-6363.
0: And even though he's a bit of a boomer, you could probably text him as well. That's Robert, right? You could. You could. Just giving a little hard time. Hey, I'm a boomer, too. I mean, yeah, we get blamed for a lot. Robert Chastain, branch director, wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management in Southwest Florida. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Danny. You know what's also a little scary? Something called the surrender squeeze. We'll investigate that next on Money Talk. The Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've analyzed thousands. Some reflect diligence and fortitude. Others, a mishmash of overlapping investments. When Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions free from sales commissions. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? If you like to look up investment terms, Investopedia is a good source. It's got dictionaries, advice, reviews, ratings, comparisons. It's got a long section on squeezes. You might have heard of profit squeezes, credit squeezes, short squeezes, long squeezes, bear squeezes. Investopedia says squeeze situations often accompany by loops that make a bad situation worse surrender squeeze might be new to you. Certainly not new to my guests. Let's say hello to Amy Kiskela, wealth strategist, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Amy. Hey, Danny. Also joining us, Brandon Lehman, CFP, Wealth Manager and Director of Branch Development. Welcome back, Brandon. Danny. Surrender, squeeze. That's not where that weird uncle gets a hold of you and he doesn't let go. It's actually worse. What is it?
10: It certainly can be be worse. What we're talking about here are the potential consequences when taking a loan against a life insurance policy. So if we take a step back for some context, many types of permanent life insurance will allow that owner of the policy to borrow against the policy. So Like other types of loans we might be familiar with, the loan's going to charge interest. It's also going to have collateral. In this case, the the cash value of the life insurance policy provides the collateral for, for the policy loan. Unlike other type of loans, you don't necessarily have to pay the loan back on a set schedule if you don't pay it back, there's some flexibility. So let's say you die and you haven't paid the loan back. Life insurance company is just going to take a portion of those proceeds to pay the loan back.
11: Yeah. And this is something that we tend to see in somebody who bought a policy a long time ago, right? So they tend to be larger policies. So you look at your business owners who had started a business and they needed that life insurance when they started. Maybe some of the executives or doctors, a big one has been doctors. Doctors have these policies where they have very large policies they took out maybe when they were residents or they were going through that start of their career. That's where you tend to see this. It's not in every policy. It's not something that's talked about in broad context, but it does exist. Those just happen to be some areas where we have particularly seen it as of late.
10: So now let's get to the surrender squeeze part of it. So let's say I took that loan against my policy, and let's say I didn't do anything to pay it back. I didn't pay the interest, didn't pay any of the principal. That interest just simply gets added to the balance each year. So now if that loan balance starts to get too high, it's going to bump up against that cash value in the policy and if it gets high enough, the life insurance company is going to say, well, that policy has now lapsed. They'll surrender the policy. They take that remaining cash value then to pay off the loan. So I don't get any of the cash out because I already took it in the form of a loan. But what I might get at the end of the year is a nice tax bill. So when there's gain in a policy, you know, to the extent that that cash value exceeds the basis, which is essentially the premiums that you've paid, it's going to have gain. And that gain would be ordinary income.
11: And again, it was sold to them because life insurance does fit a need depending on your situation, all that. It's been sold to them and they've been said, you know, you can take these loans, but then as time goes on, you notice that folks forget about it. Life insurance has an opportunity and and it works out well sometimes where it can pay it for itself, right? The dividends are paying for that loan. Well, if you forget
0: about it, and as Amy alluded to, if that loan's too large, things can get a little different. If we were to go back in time to when the client was presented with this type of insurance proposition, what would our counterpoint or our suggestion be that might be more beneficial down the road, like as in now?
11: You have to look at it and look to the future. What makes the most sense? What is the purpose of the policy? What, what are you getting this for? Is it because you want to use it as a retirement vehicle? Well, then you have to take a step back and say, okay, well, what type of retirement vehicle? What are the other vehicles that we're utilizing? And make sure that the insurance that you're getting matches the needs you have, not just now, but in the future. And understand that nothing from the insurance side is necessarily guaranteed. I say that word not lightly, but there's just so many moving parts and you want to factor that into the overall plan.
10: That's right. And I that's a great way to start is what's the purpose of life insurance? It's essentially a pile of cash at death. So really understanding why you need that pile of cash is very important. You know, Brandon, you referenced doctors, business owners who often might have these permanent insurance policies. Well, they often need the cash to pay estate taxes or to pay off other debts at death. And by taking that policy loan, you might be jeopardizing the ability to have that death benefit at the time when you when you really need it. So it really does start with a great comprehensive financial plan and understanding what all of your needs are across your lifetime, and then really matching the right products and solutions to meet those needs.
11: Well, and it's key to understand what you're doing. Understand what that loan means, because this is a loan. This this is just like going to the bank and getting a loan. And they'll say, well, you're taking a loan from yourself, but but you're taking a loan from the, the company that issued the policy. You're not taking a loan from yourself. So now you're paying interest back to them. And a lot of times, as we've seen, Amy and I, specifically in conversations we've had, folks haven't paid it back. And that's where all of a sudden they look at cash value and they say, well, we have 100000 in cash value. And you're like, your surrender
0: value is 3000 And by the way, these things are not cheap, are they?
11: No, not by any stretch. Some of these policies can be very expensive. And when I say very, you know, tens of thousands of dollars.
0: How can we help folks with with situations like this before they get into it?
11: I think it's important to sit down and utilize a financial advisor, a team like we have here at Annex, because it's not just myself and Amy meeting with folks, right? You have the financial planning team, you have the tax team, you bring all these teams together and they can look at it and give you an objective opinion because we can't sell product, an objective
0: opinion on what's going on. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brandon Lehman, CFP, Wealth Manager and Director of Branch Development. Thanks for joining us. Danny. Amy Kiskel, a wealth strategist and estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. In a recent study, over one-third of millionaires predicted their ability to feel financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe a plan, not a miracle, will help increase your retirement confidence. Our team of experts gets to work using leading-edge technology to build a comprehensive plan covering investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. And Annex doesn't have products to push with hidden fees or commissions. There's too much of that already. More planning, less miracles. Build confidence with Annex Wealth Management, AnnexWealth.com. We're back, Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, this show will be available as a podcast at the top of the hour. We also know many of you listen on the stream, so want to tell you about the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. We're now going to push the publishing time of that a little bit earlier. So if you're listening on the stream, it's 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, and we think that's good You and Todd Voigt, Brian Jacobson, did the SWAT podcast for Monday, and it is a doozy. It's really good. I mean, we had two PhDs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Do you need a PhD to listen? I don't (laughs) even know.
0: But I'll tell you that thing. If you really want to know what's going on in the Annex Wealth Management Investment Team, that is a great place. It's pretty deep, Uh, but that's fine. Because that's what it's for, and again, that's a free download. I'm Danny Clayton, Dr. Brian Jacobs, and Chief Economist is here. So is Dave Spano, our President and CEO.
1: You know, Danny, when we talk to our clients, some really are, want to know what the risks are for 2024, and there's no question that the lagged effect of policy tightening has got to be part of that mm-hmm. conversation. And then the other thing, of course, is these outstanding events that could happen around the world. I mean, they, there's just places around the world that are starting to fire up that that Mm -hmm. we're not even considering right now.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I think that can throw a lot of people for a loop is when you have, let's say, a flare-up in the Middle East or maybe in Venezuela or Russia invades Ukraine. These are events where it's uh, maybe some people can predict them, that they're going to happen. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, after the fact, they oftentimes will say, yes, I predicted this was going to happen. Uh, But these are the types of things that can happen. They are likely to have an outsized impact on markets, but you don't know when they're going to happen and how long they will last. One of the key lessons, I think, from history, when I look at uh, these different exogenous shocks, so that's I guess the technical term for this is they oftentimes are short-lived, mm-hmm. right? Now, by short-lived, that's like over the course of a few months. If you think back to the oil embargoes during the 1970s, Gulf War, 9-11, right. um, these types of events, they are impactful, but thankfully— the economy oftentimes is resilient enough that it can bounce back from these types of things and so if it happens you right. just might need to ride through it and that's the reason
1: why you know you want to make sure that you're balanced in your approach but the other thing of course that we talked about is the lagged effect of policy tightening that really could come out in 2024 and perhaps even into 2025
2: yes that's one of the things that i think is going to have a longer lasting effect than any of these possible exogenous shocks that people tend to worry about uh, the federal reserve when they started hiking rates back in March of 2022, uh, Chair Powell said that monetary policy, he reminded everybody Mm -hmm. it operates with long and variable legs. And that's a quote from Milton Friedman from the 1960s or 1970s when he was studying this. Now, what Powell ended up saying is that he thought that maybe those legs aren't that long. Maybe by long, maybe six months. But Unfortunately, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The market reacts to what the Fed does, but the economic effect, it can really be felt for 18, 24, even 36 months later and probably longer given how many people – and businesses were able to lock in low interest rates during that extraordinary period when we had effectively zero interest rates on the federal funds. So as a result, maybe the those long legs are much longer than what they were in the past.
1: And so we're talking about the risk, but of course, it's really set up for a bull market in 2024. So that's the reason why, folks, I say you have to have a balanced approach. And just one final thought I want to get to before we close out the show. Is Really, this is the time that people start to get some tax documents, Mm -hmm. and that's really something that is at the top of your mind.
2: It's on the top of my mind because we work with a lot of individuals, uh, and I especially think about, say, some of those who are more high net worth, small business owners, where they are not just getting a W-2, so when you get your wages, they're not just getting your 1099s from the banks as far as interest income. They might be waiting on, say, K-1s as far as with partnership interests that they have have and those can take a lot longer to come in and also i have seen where they get revised so they might send you one and then all of a sudden you get an email two weeks later to find out oh there's a revision to this and so as excited as you might be to start filing your taxes if you are in that position especially if you're probably going to get a k-1 you might just kind of want to wait a little bit a little bit closer to the deadline
1: and you know the other thing danny as we as we wrap up the show is you know there is a difference between financial advisors and you hear me say this pretty often, but one of the things I'm very proud of is the team. You know, we have such talent on our team that is really second to none uh, for the people who are listening to the show. PhDs like Brian and Todd, but we have JDs and lawyers and CPAs and CFAs. And of course, good-looking guys like you as well, and that really is the difference, is who's on your team and what is the process that they're going to bring.
0: Really, really smart people, and it's great because many times in a meeting, if somebody has a question, it's like, well, you know what, give me 10 minutes, give me half a day, and we'll get back to you on that because we've got the people, so... Hey, folks, 2024 is here. Let's do it together, right? Let Annex Wealth Management be your partner to get things done in 2024. And we're going to help you get those things done. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Just click that Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. Always available on demand, but we'll be back on the radio next Sunday at noon. Have a great week. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.